0: trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again, and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Rebecca Ness and Kevin Dungis. They're both working on an initiative called Love Your Alley. Rebecca is the vice chair for Green Bexley. She's spearheading Love Your Alley, a revitalized and expanded Bexley initiative. That Love Your Alley is aimed at transforming our underutilized alleys into extended living space filled with native plants and artwork for everyone to enjoy. She also organizes kids' green boot camps to help children learn about and appreciate the natural world. She facilitates the Green Bexley Parent Facebook group, and Rebecca is an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist and recognizes the strong correlation between the planet's health and human health. She moved to Bexley from San Francisco mid-2017 with her husband, two young boys, and a small dog. Kevin Dunges is an amateur naturalist with a passion for gardening with Ohio native plants and studying insects. He is an active member of the South Eastmore Civic Association, located on Columbus's Mideast side. While working with his association, he has assisted with organizing plant swaps and helping to create and maintain a native plant garden in Brownlee Park. Using the Pollinator Garden, Kevin and other volunteers plan to host small classes to educate citizens of the importance of native plants. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, you two, Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Hey, I woke up this morning. It is April 21, day before Earth Day, and I decided to go for a walk. And I chose to walk in our alleys. Um, I live in North Bexley, and I usually take my evil white poodle on a walk every day. (laughs) And so we decided to check out the alleys, and we saw everything. We saw all kinds of things. We saw empty spots. We saw lots of weeds. We saw garbage cans. We saw some plants, and we saw snow today. Believe it or not. So, my friends, talk about your initiative,
1: Love Your Alley. Let's start with you, Rebecca. Sure. Um, so, Love Your Alley, as as Carolyn said, is an expanded and revitalized Green Bexley initiative, and it focuses on Turning Bexley into a homegrown national park and to an outdoor art ga- um, art gallery. Homegrown national park is a Doug Talamy idea. Um, Doug Talamy is an he's a preeminent entom- entomologist, and he's come up with this grassroots call to action. It's the largest conservation effort that has ever been have ever been tried before and it's basically saying that hey 80 something like 80 or 85 percent of our land in the united states is developed so if we um what we can do is take land that's on take residential property and turn and utilize that land for our local wildlife for our insects to help make more of our land wild and invite these insects onto our property. Um, so that's really where it started. I started thinking about it right when COVID hit in March 2020. And like so many people, I went out to my garden and threw myself into my garden. And I have, an, I had already worked a lot in my yard, but I realized, oh, I have this 20 foot by 40 foot space that's not being utilized right now. And you know, it was the perfect time to plant seeds. We couldn't do much. We were home. We were all homebound. We know what this year has been like. So it was the perfect time to, to plan, to plant, to hope, to grow things. So I converted this for this 20 foot, it ended up, ended up being 40 feet long because my neighbors took pity on me and I expand, they, they gave me their alley space too. And I was able to filled, I was able to turn that space into a Monarch way station, um, where I, um, planted all the plants that our Monarchs need to survive. Um, and then I started taking Monarchs into my home and then really, um, the Monarch butterfly became sort of my gateway insect. And, um, I just started, you know, really thinking about our alleys and all that they have to offer and, um started thinking about how it's like an underutilized space and how so many people have, you know, either four foot by two foot or, or a fence to offer or a little spot for a bench. And what can we do with our alleys to extend our living spaces and share all this space in a way and then also um, create more of a biodiverse uh, landscape. So it's it's for people, it's for insects, it's it's for all of us. Mm-hmm. Very exciting
0: and I I don't have an alley but I have a big backyard and a big front yard and both front and back are wild I mean it's very critter friendly mm-hmm. but I always want to learn more and I know there's a lot of people in that are grassroots Ohio listeners that want to be more sustainable that want to support the pollinators that want to move from you know mown grass to more sustainable you know front yards and backyards. Kevin. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I know you're one of the speakers for the upcoming May um, month-long um, series of events. Tell us a little bit about what, you're, what you do and about how you got involved in sustainability alleys.
2: All right. So I've, I've always had an interest in gardening. Um, my wife and I moved to this area in 2006. And for the first nine years, I focused on food production. So vegetables, berries, our backyard was, we only have a small portion of grass back there. It's it's mostly garden in our backyard. And after fighting with squirrels for many years and losing half of our produce to them, I decided to switch gears and try to incorporate some landscaping into our yard that would attract birds. And very early on in my my process of trying to figure out what's plants to go with, I learned that um, if you want to bring in birds to your habitat, you need to first attract insects. And like Rebecca, I, I read um, some of Doug Tallamy's work, and I was inspired to go the native plant route as well. And so in 2016 and 2017, I, I planted approximately 50 different species of native plants on our own little property here. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, I started cataloging the insects that I was finding within our garden. And 2018, 2019, I started sharing these photos online through Facebook, Instagram. And I discovered that there is an audience out there. People want to learn. People are, you know, there are there's a lot of interest in people just finding out what's going on in, in their own backyards. And, and I... I decided to go a little further I got myself a macro lens so I could even get down to properly photographing the insects that are as small as a grain of rice so it's it's opened up a whole new world for me and through this world I'm trying to show other people that we have a lot of amazing creatures living right on our own properties and if you can make a switch from growing exotic plants to native plants on your property, you can bring a lot more of these creatures into your life and benefit the greater ecosystem around us. Mm -hmm. And I met Rebecca just a couple months ago and she let me know what this initiative is all about, the Love Your Alley initiative. And I decided to come on board to help out. I, I feel like I can provide some inspiration for people I've been trying to spread the news about native plants for a few years now. Uh, To use a baseball analogy, I feel like I've just been going for singles, whereas Rebecca's trying to hit a home run here. And so I, I decided this is a great way to help get my message out there as well.
0: So Rebecca, the name Love Your Alley, did you come up
1: with that? Or is that something that's in other communities? This um, was something that our mayor Ben Kessler started, I believe it was in 2012, and the initiative ran from 2012 through 2017, um, if I'm getting that right. And he, um, at the time it was really about, you know, keeping trash, trash receptacles neat, keeping trees trimmed back, getting litter out of the alleys. So while Love Your Alley is all of those things, it's also about native plants, also about artwork. As well, so you're
0: expanding it. It's going beyond, you know, making it neat, making it, you know, a place where people can get through and and um, not be an eyesore. You're expanding it to include this. Um, what did you call it? National Garden. Oh, a homegrown national park. Yeah, that's, homegrown that's national Doug, park. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of that author again? Doug Tallamy. Doug Tallamy. Yes. Excellent. So folks yes. can look him up. Yes.
1: Yeah. He's, actually,
2: he's actually one of the speakers, Doug Tallamy.
0: Oh, oh excellent. So yes. let's move on and we'll talk some more about those speakers. That's one reason why I contacted you because although I'm from Bexley um, and I do will be able to benefit from seeing these alleys after they've gone through the transformation, a lot of our listeners are not from here and, um, and may not even have alleys, but- I think they'll be very interested in your upcoming speakers um, that are going to be online. And I guess there's a few that will be in person. But can you tell us, uh, give us a list and maybe a date
1: and how people can sign up for these um, workshops that you're providing? Sure. So everything can be found on our website. I'll go through everything, but the website is Bexley.org loveyouralley Your Alley. And there's tons of resources on there it tells you all about the initiative it tells you the most needed native plants it tells you all the judging criteria and how to get involved if you don't have an alley because we do have 90 alleys in bexley but there's also a lot of people who don't have alleys so um there are different ways you can get involved in that um, ties in with our first speaker, Joanne Dole, she's t- she's talking about how to reduce your lawn and by planting native plants and native shrubs and native plants on your, on your lawn. So she's our first speaker on May 1st, and you can register through our website. And then our second speaker we have already mentioned is Doug Tallamy. He's our keynote speaker. He really is the inspiration for Love Your Alley. And he is speaking on May 2nd. Uh, 7 p.m., and he's talking about Nature's Best Hope, and that's the name of one of his books. He's written several books. I think he had another one come out in March of this year. This, um, and then our third speaker is Kevin, and he's talking about Backyard Bugs. It's called Backyard Bugs, I Wanted Songbirds, and I Found Insects. And he's talking on May 6th at 7 o'clock. Uh, then our fourth speaker is... Tisa Watts. Tisa's doing two of our talks. Tisa's the founder of Columbus Garden School. She's out on on East Cook Road, and she has this incredible school where she talks about pollinators and native plants, um, and she has a lot of um, homesteading classes, baking your own bread. She's been a wonderful resource for us for Love Your Alley, she's she's answered a lot of our questions and she we're in partnership with her for this initiative and she's doing two talks for us. The first one is called Native Plants in the Residential Landscape. And that one is on May 13th at seven o'clock. And she's also teaching a class called Eco-Friend or eco Foe, how to create an eco-paradise in suburbia. And that second talk of Tisa's is on Wednesday, May 19th at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Our last speaker is is Margaret Harriman. She's teaching a class called Gardening for Butterflies. Margaret Harriman and her husband are in charge of our two community gardens, our North Community Garden and our South Community Garden. They've been um, in charge of getting those gardens up and running, and she's teaching about gardening for butterflies and having host plants and and nectar plants for butterflies and the plants you need in your yard. If you want butterflies in your yard. Okay. So there's a lot of really
0: good classes and people can find it on the um, website again is. Bexley.org slash love your alley. Kevin, I got, I'm curious. Did you ever manage to deal with the squirrels via getting the birds and the insects or the squirrels still there taking over?
2: Oh, the squirrels are still there i i think they continue to grow in numbers but that's okay because i i am now working more in harmony with nature whereas before i was fighting nature <laughs> yeah so I, I've, I've gone full circle when it comes to gardening
0: well in our backyard we used to live in clintonville so we could great we grew tomatoes really well in clintonville but here in bexley my critters love my tomatoes right as they get ripe and they're gone Basically, almost all we have probably possums and raccoons, and we have squirrels in our backyard. So, I'll be curious to see what will grow, and maybe we can actually harvest (laughs) in some of your workshops. We'll have to ask you all some questions. This is Grassroot Ohio, and I'm Carolyn Harding. And today, I'm talking with Rebecca Ness and Kevin Dungis. They're both working on an initiative in Bexley, Ohio called Love Your Alley about sustainability. It's also about art. Rebecca, let's segue into that section. What are you proposing to folks who want to work on this um, initiative in Bexley um,
1: regarding the art? Yeah, so we are working with the art teachers at Cassingham, um, especially Ben Pinciotti, I always want to call him Mr. Pinciotti because he's my son's teacher, but he he has been wonderful. As soon as he heard about this program, he hopped right on board and he came up with maybe a list of 20 or 30 ideas of ways that different art ideas that the kids can do with either recycled materials or related to bees or butterflies. Um, And that's all on the website as well, these art ideas for children. In addition, we have muralists that have gotten on board. The art teachers wanna work on a mural together as well. And we have um, Piccadilly, Alice Morena from Piccadilly is going to be involved and do an art class for children. It'll probably be a paint by number on an art fence, uh, on a fence rather, where we have um, the design already figured out and the kids can paint by number. We have about 20 gallons of donated paint from Benjamin Moore, paint that's been mistint, mistinted. So we're going to reuse it, which is you know an important aspect within Green Bexley because we, we, don't, we, we like the idea of reusing as opposed to using new materials.
0: So mm-hmm. you both decided to work together. Rebecca, you came recently from San Francisco and um, were you in the city of San Francisco or out in the suburbs?
1: We were in the city. We were, so you're we, we used could, to
0: smaller spaces, right? So they yeah. had was San Francisco further
1: along than than Central Ohio in this kind of initiative, in terms of native plants or yes. In, well, they definitely have their share of murals. So I'll tell you that we we lived in the Mission for half, for half for about eight years that we were in we were in San Francisco for sixteen years and we were in the Mission for half that time and it is a very it's it's just beautiful. There's just murals all throughout that part of San Francisco is something I really, truly loved about it.
0: Will there be a certain time for people to work on this art project or will they just do it on their own? You said something about there's going to be judges. So Mm -hmm. it is actually a competition.
1: Well, sure. You know, I mean, in the end, we all win right? Because the more plants we have and the more artwork we have, this more for everybody to enjoy. And the more native plants we have, the more pollinators we have. And, and that's truly what we all need. Um, so it's just to bring a little healthy dose of competition and to make it a little more fun. Some people have already started, um, but the true initiative starts May 1st and then it goes through May 23rd and judges will start walking around about four o'clock on Sunday, May 23rd, and start looking, you know, for native plants and artwork, we're basically looking for collaboration, and beauty and sustainability. Um, Maybe there'll be some sustainable messages worked into the artwork. That's pretty much what we're looking for.
0: So Kevin, if folks want to get these native plants, you talked about um, offering swaps, or do you provide native plants or where do people find these native plants?
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm helping my neighborhood with a plant swap that's going to be on May 8th at Brownlee Park. And the, the, the main purpose of that swap is to just get people from the surrounding area to come out of their homes and meet and greet one another. The second, the second goal from that swap is to actually swap plants. And then there will be several people that live near me down in Southeast that will show up with dozens of native plants in previous years. We've given away a lot of native plants at this swap. I find that the typical gardener doesn't really care what plant they get as long as it's free. And so we just (laughs) hand them, we, we hand them a native plant and they take it home and they plant it. And so that, that's just one small, simple way, but there are some great retailers in the central Ohio area Natives in Harmony, which unfortunately is more than an hour drive away. That's located up in, it's actually northeast of Delaware County. So I forget which county that is up there.
0: It's Um, called
2: what? Natives in Harmony. Okay. It's near Marengo, Ohio, Um, just west of Delaware, the city of Delaware. You can also find Sciota Gardens. They have a great selection of native plants. They also have native trees and shrubs up there. A really great source that I've had over the years for native plants, and it only happens one time a year, and this year it is going to be on May 22nd, is the the Columbus area chapter of Wild Ones. They have a native plant sale at the um, Park of Roses, up, the, whatever library that is, is. I guess that would be the Wet Worthington Library. The Wetstone. West, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but the Whetstone Library that is on May 22nd, I think it's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That is a fantastic source for native plants. I highly recommend anyone who's interested to to go there, even if you don't have a garden ready to go. Just go there and talk to those people. The most knowledgeable people in Central Ohio when it comes to native plants are all going to be there that day. So it's it's a great place to learn and 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 be with fellow
0: gardeners. Kevin, will you send me the link to that so I can put that on our social media so folks can show up and, and if they're interested in getting. Um, absolutely yeah absolutely awesome and rebecca um is your initiative
1: providing native plants for folks that want to do it or do people need to go out and find their own yes i'm very happy to say that um the bexley community foundation has given us a nice grant uh to use for love your alley and about half of it will go towards free native plants for our residents and A lot of our plants are coming from Natives in Harmony. Um, They're also making a donation. They're one of our sponsors for Love Your Alley. Uh, Straters is also making a donation of free native plants. And then we have residents who are currently growing native plants to give to other residents.
0: So for a newbie, I mean, what would be one of the first native plants that you know, maybe you would pick um, to put into your yard, say in for a sunny area, and what would you put in for a shady area? Kevin?
2: I think if, if you really wanna go with a, a good first plant, um, plant one of the native species of uh, milkweed, that will help to attract monarch butterflies to your garden. I, I think of monarchs as sort of the gateway into insects. So that, that would be a great one for a sunny location. For a shady location, I'm trying to think of some plants I put in last year. I, I added great water leaf to my, to a shady spot in my backyard. I also added a, a really cool plant that you can find this time of year out, in, out in the natural areas called bloodroot. That's a fantastic plant, but these, but these plants can be difficult to find. So it, it takes a little bit of effort to go out and find, but again, natives in harmony. Is a great source for a lot of these plants.
0: That might be a nice little field trip to take your kids and go up and check out natives in harmony. Right. How about you, Rebecca? what What plant would you, as a first timer, would you put into sunny area and in a shady area?
1: Um, so, pur- I started with purple cone flowers. Uh, so I, I put some of those in, and then I also have bee balm. Maybe some. Um, Blazing star. I'm excited to get some blazing star in my garden, and for a a shady spot, I actually have a pretty shady front yard because I have a big old oak tree, which is probably one of the most environmental, environmentally positive things I can do is to care for that oak tree that homes maybe 500 different species of caterpillars. So under that oak tree, I would say I'm I'm going to put in um, columbine and wild geranium. Maybe some Jacob's ladder, and I have a place
0: um, up by the curb um, of our road. We have brick roads in, on Roosevelt, and I would love to have a ground cover. What would be a good ground cover that's indigenous or that is native for us for me to put on my curb area?
2: Yeah. So right right now, if if you take a walk up down any street, you'll see these little purple these little purple flowers in people's lawns. Those are those are that's a native violet that. Many people consider a weed in their lawn because it's spoiling that perfect green lawn. But but I, I know I've I've noticed an increase of people that are just allowing that thing to thrive in their lawns and, and it looks great. Another one that I've that I would like to get for my own lawn is, and now I can't think of the name. Um for, I'm sorry, it's it's called Virginia Spring Beauty. Those I I've noticed flowering in a few lawns around the area as of just a couple of weeks ago, but they're starting to those are starting to fade now, but those are beautiful little plants. If you take a walk in any Columbus Metro Park, you will see a lot of Virginia spring beauties in the spring. They're it's just lovely little plants.
0: Will the violet plants stay green all summer long? Will the will the foliage of the violet stay there throughout yes. the summer in, yes, in it will. and into fall? When yes. I was a kid, my sister and I used to go out into the fields on May Day and pick wild violets and give it to our neighbor, Mrs. Buller. Mm -hmm. Oh, just because it was May Day. So violets are special to me. And I have violets every so often. So maybe I can transplant some of my own violets over into that area Would that. That would probably work.
2: Yes. Yes. I've, I've successfully transplanted some violets from the backyard up to the front. Yep.
0: All right. So anything else you'd like folks to know about your Love Your Alley before we leave? Rebecca, let's remind people where they can find out information.
1: Sure. It's bexley.org. There's tons of resources there about the most, need, most needed native plants. You can learn all about our speakers, what judges are looking for. You can um, request a plant installation team to come to your house. We have lots of high school students looking for community service hours who have signed up to come to your house and put a couple hours of work into helping getting your alley space look the way you'd like for it to. And you, Kevin.
2: If You know, for anyone out there that is on the fence about incorporating more native plants into their landscape, I would just say tune in to that May 2nd talk with Doug Tallamy. He is a wonderful speaker. He's got data backing up his, his information that he's providing for, for me, his book, I read his, his first book, Bringing Nature Home, and it, it was life-changing for me. It, it completely changed how I view my garden. You know, I, I, I look at our world and we've got a lot of problems. We've got environmental issues, social issues. And for me, going head deep into native plants really just provides a nice outlet for me to try to do something positive for our world.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I'm in honor and in awe of this great um, producing of this very, very important um, month-long series. Rebecca, thank you for doing that for our community and for sharing it with the Grassroot Ohio listeners. Thank you, Kevin, for taking care of those insects and songbirds and the butterflies. And I hope that folks will be rejuvenated by listening to this show, because as we all know, activists need to be rejuvenated. Friend, You think the earth is the best place to go. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio will now air on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3 FM, Columbus and at 4 p.m. on WEJP 107.1 FM, Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.